What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. I got this feeling that I've been here before. I got this feeling that I've been here before. Wow, would you look at that? It's We Knows Parenting. Here we are. I'm Peter McNerney. I'm Beth Newell. And we are tired for very different reasons. Yeah, you guys are in for a treat because we're not tired because it's 9.30 p.m. We're tired because... Because it's 4 p.m. It's 4 p.m. and we're <laughs> exhausted from life. Um, we have different reasons. Mine's shorter. You've got, I'm sure, the, the more of the story to tell. Uh, so I went to L.A. this weekend for the Story Pirates L.A. benefit. Um, it was great, but for some reason, when they said, hey, when do you want to fly? I said, Friday and Monday, earliest possible flight, which meant I woke up at 3.50, and then this morning, again, I woke up at uh, 3 a.m. to take my rental car back. Hmm. Interesting choice. But yeah, well, it, I did it so that I could pick up the kids today. I'm glad you're here because I've had the most exhausting weekend in a long time. Right, um, let's hear it. I took, my sister and I took the kids up to Rochester for my great uncle's funeral, which I'm glad I went, but it is like a five and a half hour drive. Uh, and the the kids just can't simply cannot sit in the car for that long. So we had to take yeah. breaks, which then makes it like, you know, a full day of driving. Yeah. So it it worked out. We survived. It was a lot of... Just kid wrangling, managing kids. Um, my we, they. I will say they were really good considering everything we were putting them through. Yeah. But um, so my sister and I were driving up there, and we we're like, you know, like we're surviving. The kids are not enjoying it. They were really starting to lose it when we got to Syracuse, which is like an hour and a half from Rochester. So my sister and I make this decision to pull over at. The science, the kids' science museum. Good pit stop. In Syracuse, which was great because it was Friday and it wasn't super crowded. 
And the Syracuse Children's Science Museum, whatever it's called, I don't have the energy to remember these things. Uh, I don't have the energy to remember. It was a science museum for children, I'll tell you that much. And and it was in Syracuse. And I think you can figure it out. So it had this really great play structure, like one of those things that kids can like walk around and go in slides in, and it's yeah. big enough for, for adults to go in there with them, and there's like balls and different things, and... It was we so... We just need to pause for one second because everyone's going to be able to hear the construction that's happening next door, a problem that doesn't happen when we record at night. And there's going to be a lot of sounds because everyone's awake. So stop thinking about it and now listen to Beth. Sorry, Beth, keep going. I don't going. know what is going on today, but yeah, there's a lot of construction going on. Um, so they, uh, this play structure was enormous and it was like the perfect thing to get the kids to burn off some energy and that was just one part of the museum and then they had like a part where kids can dust the sand off of fossils Ooh. and like run around and um and that and that was good because it was like taking their shoes off which like I, I i saw a video this week which um you probably won't believe in but there was a video about the importance of grounding for our health which is like having your feet touch the ground is really good for people I buy um, that, not for spiritual reasons, but for tactile yeah. foot reasons. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is science to back it up. But um, anyway, I think it was really just good to get them out of the car, running around. Um, there's that construction. It's going to keep going, y'all. Uh, then we got them to Rochester. Then the day of the funeral, we had made plans with family to take the kids to a different children's museum in Rochester. Um, oh, that's just... They're just swimming in children's museums up there. They went to f Are you about three, to say four? four. They went they also went to the zoo on the way back. And I feel like I'm blanking on something they did. But anyway, they um It sounds like a grand old it was they had a really great weekend in spite of the really um exhausting car ride that we put them through. But um we went to the that music, so we had planned to do that, which was kind of cutting it close because we had to go there, drive back to the hotel, change, go to the funeral service at 2 p.m. So that was kind of stressful. And my sister, who had like told me about this idea to go to the, the children's museum that morning, tried to bail on me and she <laughs> wanted to go help them set up for the funeral, which was very nice, but I was like, no way, Jose. <laughs> I'm hey, not. hey, no way, Jose, <laughs> sister. <laughs> I was like, so our, she goes, we should go to the museum. And yeah. She's like, ah, I can't go, but you should still well, go. Yeah. Well, my mom was going to go with me, but my mom is just not as fast as us. And, you know, our kids are crazy. Little, little and, and that museum kind of environment is so stimulating for them. And also Maven has been recovering from being sick last week she was like super sick for three days and so she was she's been in a really cranky horrible mood like ever since you left uh -huh. and um and then i started to get sick i knew that was gonna happen because i was sick when maven was sick and it's like as soon as i leave everyone else is gonna get sick yeah well yeah i think i was sick when maven was sick but i think i had something milder and then i must have got what she had because i had like a low-key fever all weekend while all of this was happening and uh, so I was just so tired and I was like, you can't do this to me, uh, to my sister. And, and then no I also, way, Jose. I had, so I had, I had messaged my friend from high school, Colin, who lives up in Rochester. And I had been like, we're heading to this children's museum tomorrow. 
And then I kind of like forgot about it because there's so much chaos with the kids. And then it turns out he lived really close. So when I got there, he was able to swing by for like an hour and meet up, which was really nice. That's cool. Um, and he's and real fast. He's you know. real fast. Well, so his he his daughter and his wife were there and his daughter is two. She's she's like a much smaller two than Maven, who's about to turn three. Oh, and wow. so did you have a real so I, I find when you hang out with high school friends who also have kids, you can't help but sit around and just go just say like, look at us. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah, well, it was funny because his daughter, like, he arrived and his wife put his daughter down on the ground and then she just sprinted away at such an amazing <laughs> speed and his wife had to go chase them. We are like, oh, how are we going to talk? And then Bryn sprinted away. And then, um, of course, when Bryn sprinted away, I had to chase after him because my mom stood there and started talking to Colin. And then I was like, oh, I guess my mom gets to catch up with Colin during this very limited <laughs> amount worry, of time. Don't worry, she'll fill you in. Yeah, that's kind of, I think that was kind of what she was operating on. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> then I chased Bryn for a while, brought him back, and I got my mom to watch him so that I could talk to my friend. <laughs> and uh, then we kind of like chased his daughter around together. Uh, and I was like, so we were catching up. But it was, it was really cool because we did have like a very strong instant messenger friendship in high school where we would complain <laughs> about like homework and what we were doing you AO, know AOL instant messenger yeah like we would be online very at like specific era well we'd be online at like 11 p.m. or whatever like having barely started our homework and too late and get to work we'd be like ugh the, this homework and so we met up and it was very fun to be like ugh kids huh and like <laughs> He's also a business owner, so that was a, that was a nice way to uh, vent to each oh, other a little complaining bit. Complaining employees, am I right? <laughs> Healthcare, yeah, forget well, about it. <laughs> well, yeah, and so it was good. I it was just nice to be able to be super honest with someone about how tired we are. And um, he, him, and his wife were talking about how their weekends are very similar to ours. He was like, at the start every Friday night, he said we make a list of what we're trying to accomplish for the weekend, which is like. His wife has work to do. She's a nurse and she has like notes she has to give on her patients. And he is running his own business. So he's always catching up on, he's a video game developer. Um, and he, so he always has cool. to catch up on stuff. Yeah, he's really cool. Honestly, that was the thing that perked me. I was uh, like, oh, okay. Oh, so cool. yeah, so his company's working on this video game and it's like, you know, whatever. So him and his wife are out making this list and he's like, we try to throw in some like fun stuff in there for the weekend. Um, but, and what do you, how do you feel about making a list? I do think that would probably be a better way of us attacking the weekend. I think we are doing it like sort of back and forth throughout the weekend, but it, yeah. maybe we could be more organized like them and really prioritize yeah, at the well, start. We're way better at saying, like, I know if I have a thing to do, uh, that's atypical for the schedule, if I'm smart. I say it out loud at least. Yeah. Well, lately for me, it's and, like, I know I need to get like a chunk of work done pretty much every weekend. And I also need to schedule in some kind of self-care, like a massage or a nature walk or something. Otherwise, I know by the end of the weekend, I'm going to be very angry. Yeah. You know? Um, you just got to start scheduling everything. Like, as soon as Bryn started these skating lessons, I was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. A reason that like forced me to leave the house <laughs> at a reasonable hour on the weekend. Yeah. Well, because I, I won't decide then. If it's the weekend and it's my choice. I'm not going to do anything. Well, I do think it's important to ha schedule in a couple of hours in the morning to just lay around and not Agreed. try to attack anything. 
Otherwise, you're never like really recovered. Well, this feeds in perfect to what part of what I did this weekend. So I stayed with my cousin, uh, Jeff, like I do in L.A. These uh, we grew up together. Best buds. And he uh, growing up, uh, I was over at their house a ton. And he's the type of person who, you know, he's about quality time. He's like, what are we doing? Let's do something. He plans things and games and activities and I'm the type of person that's like, like, I don't know if I want to do that. And then as soon as we start, I'm like, this is great. I'm so happy we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, he plays that role in my life in a great way. So we were there. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I could feel myself like weaseling out. I was like, oh, we just go to a movie. Because he had some good ideas. And I was like, you know what? You decide. <laughs> and you know what we did? What? Well, in the morning. So I had a morning and a night with them and the rest of the time I was working. So in the morning, he says, get up. We're taking uh, the, uh, they have a daughter who's two. We're going for a hike. And we just got in the stroller and we walked four blocks to a, to a beautiful, I don't know what it's called, but beautiful overpass. We hiked up and I was a little sweaty, a little out of breath and I felt good. Came back down, made me delicious eggs. And I was like, you know what? I would have just sat here a little walk. I feel great. Did my tech rehearsal, came back, and he goes, get in the car, went to dinner, had a great burger, and then he took me to my very first escape room. Wow. Did you like that? I Well, here's the thing. I think <laughs> I did. A hundred percent I did. But I feel like it's so, everyone does it now, the novelty's sort of worn off. And I think, be, we've talked about this before, but being in the comedy community, you start to it's easy to fall prey to that like, oh, everything's lame attitude sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, everyone loves escape rooms. Them must be lame. But in my heart of hearts... I don't know if everyone loves escape rooms, but yes, go ahead. No, but in my heart of hearts, I know that I would love an escape room. And particularly, going to an escape room in LA that's completely empty, and it's just me and my cousin, and we, we go, and the guy... The guy there, he's like, hi, well, welcome to the escape room. Here's, okay, so you guys ever done an escape room before? Oh, I'm the least charismatic host you've ever seen. And I'm giving this speech that clearly is designed to be given to more than two people. Because I keep saying things like, any of you guys ever done this before? When he's talking to two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is the best part. I'm very uncomfortable. <laughs> and then we go in, and it's one. Of, I think there's a lot of different kinds of escape rooms. Some are really immersive and theatrical and scary. And this one was just all straight up puzzles. So we're just in there, and like we got to figure out the puzzle. And I could imagine doing this with like 15 people, and that being a nightmare, just to like delegate and be like, "Listen, guys," but with the two of us, it's like, "Let's figure this out." And we figured it out, and I loved every single second of it. And we found the red ruby. With seven minutes to spare. That's great. Yeah. I, as you know, I don't like games. Yes. Um, this is partially why I was so excited about it because we don't, <laughs> we, we would never do this kind of thing. I occasionally like games, but only when there's no real goal. If, it, if we're just, if it's a game that's mostly just like laughing and like being dumb, like yeah. that, I like. As you know, I really like the game that we play uh, based off of a game called Scriblish where you have to draw and then write a sentence describing the other person's drawing. You like uh, a game that's completely subjective and there's no real winners. Yes, I do. 
Um, <laughs> well, and I also, <laughs> I, get, I think part of what I like about that game is that there's a lot of like silence and not having to constantly interact with everyone. Yeah, well, it's worked. Uh, <laughs> well, so did I tell you that Bryn and I have been playing games and he's like four, you know, so he's just about the age where he can actually do a game, but he likes sorry and shoots her and shoots and ladders, but he has never made it to the end of the game. <laughs> and before, he goes, I want to play sorry. And I go, all right, listen, Bryn, I will play with you if you play by the rules. And if you stop playing by the rules, then I'm going to be done. And that's okay if that happens, but just so you know. <laughs> and so we got like almost halfway through a game of sorry before something happened. Bryn didn't like, and he's like, I don't want to do that. And then he did the, I'm not playing anymore. And I just said, I just said, that's okay. We don't have to, buddy. You got further in the game than you've ever gotten before. <laughs> Good job. As I put it away, he yeah, he likes the performance of games. He was telling my sister this weekend. He was like, remember when I was at the skating competition? And that's what, that's what he described his skating his lessons. Class? As. Yeah, he said he does not look like he's competing. I know, but he like thought it was a competition. I, I think he doesn't really know what competition means. Yeah, but he was also he was playing Uno with my family and like for like half a hand or whatever, and like barely he like barely understood the rules. But yeah, he was he sat down with this look of excitement, like he was like, "I'm doing this. I'm playing a game." Uh, <laughs> that's what I always love in a little is just is the. The presentation and the like, we're all focused on something, and we seem to have a collective focus. Was, yeah, he was very Bryn funny. definitely gravitates to that. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say about the Stone Museum, which is the Children's Museum in Rochester, is it has a ton of exhibits, one of which was the Doc McStuffins uh, room, which is oh had like all these little stations where you can take care of animals. Uh-huh. And Maven was, was Maven in, excited to see Doc McStuffins? Yeah, I mean, I don't think she even knew nece- necessarily the reference point for the exhibit, but she spent like the whole time she was at the museum practically in there and like was just taking care of a puppy and like you can like give it a bath and she they have little lab coats for the kids to put on, which yeah. was adorable. So she was like wearing that around and like very focused. They also have an exhibit that's like a grocery store with little shopping carts the kids can shop at. Yeah. Um, they have yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, I spent the weekend with a adorable, goofy two-year-old um, and uh, my Jeff's daughter, and she's so verbal. Uh, I haven't seen her in a year, or not that long. But and but also that thing that of just the, the baby doll taking care of things the same way Maven does. Um uh, that's you know we've talked about this before that we're we're very much of the mind like we're not gonna force any sort of gender stereotypes on our kids and that sort of mindset that we've had in the, in the circle of friends that we have that you realize like our kids have gravitated to these very gender stereotypical activities and that's a reminder like oh yeah like there is a reason why those things exist for a lot of kids it's not fake uh many kids do genuinely enjoy those things that are gender stereotypical yeah but i almost feel myself gone too far in the other direction to acting like it's not a thing at all do you know what i mean the thing is someone so someone i follow on twitter and i can't remember who it was i think it was like Dwayne or something but it was they had this tweet about how they think it's so funny when a bunch of straight guys walk past a gay bar and look in and realize how much less fun they get to have (laughs) and 
Uh, someone, someone I follow, one of my mom friends I follow on Instagram, her son went to like a princess birthday party this weekend and I was looking at the photo she posted and it was like, he was clearly the only boy invited to this party yeah. and he's like, they're all wearing like leotards and tutus and they had like a, like a Cinderella type woman like leading the party and it looked like so much uh, fun. That was Elsa. Okay. okay. I saw the video. Okay. What? Okay. Well, <laughs> just don't don't misrepresent princesses. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they all look the same to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, so anyway, I was like, I I appreciate letting kids lean into whatever, but I do think also when you can let kids break the norm, especially when that seems to appeal to them, oh, it's of like very exciting. I think it's just really cool that that kid gets to have that childhood experience yeah. versus what he would have had like 50 years ago. Oh yeah. He would have been, he would have been re- constantly redirected towards things he should like. Right. And he just, ne- he never would have gotten an invite to that birthday party. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, I mean, and he looks like he's having a blast. Yes. Um, um, and there was, oh, okay. So there's a couple more things I want to say. <laughs> so at the end of the day, when we went to the children's museum and then the funeral service and reception and hung out with my family. And there was a, there was also a hotel pool that the kids got to play in. At the end of the day, we're driving back to the hotel, like pretty late at night. And Bryn goes, that was a big day. <laughs> um, and that was really funny. And then when we were driving home um, after a very long drive, the kids slept for a while, which was good. And then we had like an hour and a half left. They're starting to get cranky. So we pull over to get them ice cream. And Bryn is sitting on like a bench outside. And f- he fell off the bench while holding his ice cream cone. And it kind of <laughs> fell on his pants and on the ground. And he <laughs> he like clearly was trying to fi- like put together words and was just so mad in the moment. And he goes, ice cream on my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all like laughed so hard and like we kept repeating it and then he kept repeating it laughing at himself it was so funny ice cream on my pants <laughs> this next segment is called did you knows it's where we share some information about parenting we found on the internet yeah so this is a recent article that i read in the new york times about uh physical books versus digital ones. So I'm going to skim through this a bit. New research suggests that print books are the best way to go when reading with young children. In a study published in the the Journal of Pediatrics, researchers asked 37 parents to read similar stories to their two to three-year-olds in three different formats. The order was varied uh, for the different families. A print book, a basic electronic book, aka no bells or whistles, on a tablet, an enhanced electronic book with animation and or sound effects. The interactions were videotaped and coded, looked at, uh, looking at the number and kinds of verbalizations by parents and by children at the, amount, uh, at the amount of collaborative reading that went on and at the general emotional tenor of the interaction. Reading print books together generated more verbalizations about the story from parents and from toddlers more back and forth uh, collaboration. Okay, like, for example, what's happening here? Remember when you went to the beach with dad? Um, the researchers had wanted to study toddlers in particular because of concern that toddlers might be particularly susceptible to distraction by electronic enhancements. That's why the enhanced books were compared to print books, but also to non-enhanced electronic books. 
Um, I'm not gonna read this whole thing, but essentially, surprise, surprise, the physical book uh, was the most successful in actually obtaining, absorbing the information. And the thing that's really interesting in here is also that the conversation that it creates. And like the tablet itself would create, there was way more negative conversation between parent and child. Like, hey, don't press the button, don't touch the screen, as opposed to a book where you're actually just focused on the thing. Yeah, that but, makes sense to me. I feel, I mean, for one thing, I think that like the tablet sort of, at, with a lot of kids lends itself to like the novelty of trying to like swipe or like yeah. interact with it instead of just like listening or, or watching. Yeah. Um, You're focused on the wrong thing. Yeah. But, but I, I also just think the light, like the brightness of the screen, I think is just overstimulating. I, I will say as someone who's very e easily overstimulated and probably has some undiagnosed sensory issues, it's just like too much sometimes yeah you know what i mean like well it's funny you say sensory issues because I, I think it's overloading one sense because i think part of the reason why a tactile book is so effective is it's engaging multiple senses when you have a physical book you can feel it you can see it you can uh like literally you know smell it hear it yeah there's a sound to it and when you experience something with multiple senses it gets stored in multiple parts of your brain. And there's a connection between all of those sense memories so that when any one of those pieces is triggered later, it quickly reactivates all the rest. And I think when you have an actual physical book in your hand, you retain the information more because you're using more of your body and senses. Yeah. I also just think there's something to the tactile experience of like the kids turning the pages and like making me go back to a page or like lingering on something, you know, like, yeah, it's just hard to recreate that sometimes with a tablet. And I also think there's just a difference in size sometimes because you're like on a tablet, you can usually only see one page or the image is very compressed. And so there's, you know, like these spread illustrations that go from one page to another where you can kind of get like a full picture in detail with yeah. a real book. There's just like more there. Yeah. And more and more, I love book time. I love bedtime. And we are more and more getting distracted in the best way which is the book becomes a jumping off point for really interesting conversations, whether it's about literally how to read and the function of that, which Bryn is into right now. Yeah. But just, again, relating to, like, this is the time, this is like the time we did this thing. And, like, I'm happy to not finish a book if, if the kids are connecting to things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were, like, last night's bedtime was really drawn out because they were just again so exhausted and overstimulated and they may even kept main like stop making me stop reading and like repeating things or she was correcting me with her toddler lies and she'd be like <laughs> no that doesn't say poo it says poop and uh she was like wait you were reading a book with poo in it the you know the book dangerous where there's all the labels on the alligator oh yes, or crocodile yes. or whatever there's like there's one label that's on a pile of poop and it says poo now that i think of it i can think of at least three books we have that have poop in them yeah um so she thinks it's very important where if she spots something and in her mind it's poop 
I can't read the word poo. She has to correct me. <laughs> um, so she she also, now they've both started doing a thing where they want to, like, put their finger under words as they read them and try to, like, sound them out, even though with Maven it's more pretend. So, yes. like, the book with no pictures, she was reading the title, and she was like, the book with no picture. And she kept doing that, but her hand is not lining up to the words <laughs> at all. And then when she would ask me to do it, and I would line my finger up with where the actual words were she would then correct me and be like no that doesn't say it here it says it you weren't listening to me this is very much what i do with bryn and maven patiently watches as bryn reads and that's so that's her turn to yeah take over <laughs> can't blame her i do i'll read to them from my phone but i it's after the lights are out and i lay on the ground and my head is pointed away from them so they cannot see screen yeah. at all. And well, then they just fall asleep when you read them a story and that, in the dark. And th that thing they're doing where they put their finger under words to sort of sound them out or ask you what the word is, they you can't really do that on a tablet or iPad because it's like yeah. you'll accidentally swipe the page or something, you know? Yeah. That's why that it is, it's a silly thing, but it's that tactile, I can literally touch the word. The, the page moves, I can hear the page. Uh, again, it's keeps you focused keeps you grounded yeah you take off your metaphorical shoes <laughs> while you're reading a book we did it we solved books tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretz's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
This next segment is called Would You Knows? It's where we take some hypothetical parenting problems and discuss how we would respond to them. This one comes to us from a listener. Sam called in and left us a voicemail or a Would You Knows? I have not showed this to you, Beth. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Hi, my name's Sam. I'm from Long Island City. So, I have a would you knows. Bryn is in high school, and he starts dating someone. All is well and good until he discovers that his new partner's parents don't want their child dating anyone while in high school. They forbid them to date. So then Bryn comes to you two, very emotional, and begs you to help him hide his relationship from his new love's parents. Would you knows what to do? Bye. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. Wow. And That's... I like how succinct that voicemail was. Yes, thank you. What a clear, direct question. Damn, beautiful, uh... <laughs> beautiful. Um... That's a really interesting question. I don't know. I like how they kept it sort of uh, not gender specific in terms of who he's dating. I um, okay. So I have I'm of two minds on this because on the one hand, I do I just want to say that I know exactly what I do, but I want to hear you first. Okay. I on the one hand, I think I this other kid. I think I don't want them to be completely dishonest with their parents. I don't think it's right. Like, I think parents deserve to know, like, where their kids are physically. Uh Um, And, you know, they deserve to be concerned for their general safety and stuff like that. But I also don't, don't really think that they should be completely controlling their kids' dating life or, um, I don't know. I... It's like, it really depends on what we're saying by dating, but I don't, I think kids should be allowed to express themselves romantically at a young age and experiment with that so that they can, you know, learn how to make more responsible choices as they get older. Yes. Here's what I would do. Okay. Uh, I would call this kid's parents. <laughs> uh, I, I would tell Bryn, Ugh, no, I'm you're not. You're like the annoying dad. No, here's what I, first oh, I would God. say, Bryn. I am not gonna lie. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go against another kid's parents' wishes, even if I don't agree with them. But I would. I would call see, them. I don't see. Here's. I'd what, call them and not to tell, tell them they were wrong. I would call them to say like, "Hey, uh, let's talk about this because here's the situation okay, so my son he, is in, and maybe maybe there can be a middle ground that will make you comfortable cuz if they're worried about their kid going out and doing something okay, but here's they can't a, here's control here's one of my issues with that then i'd want to be their ally to here's make sure they got what they needed one of my issues with that okay. is that when it comes to things like this young women are policed disproportionately to young men and so y- you reaching out with that information to this girl's parents it, you don't know what kind of wrath you're about to rain down upon her if it is, in fact, a girl well, or a queer guy. Like, well, it's still think, just like... I don't think it's supposed to be a secret. You're implying that I would be revealing something to the parents? Because in this scenario, she told Bryn, I can't date you because my parents said no. And I so- assumed that they were trying to date 
maybe I misunderstood the scenario, but I assume that they were trying to date and she was trying to hide it from her parents. Well, yeah, I think the scenario, they basically said no. And uh, Bryn says, will you help hide this? And I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't help him do that. I would call the parents and say, our kids are interested in each other and I don't want to break your rules because I'm not the child's parent. I just think, I don't know. There's a, a gray area here because I like, I think in this, you have to kind of know the parents in these scenarios and know what the consequences because I think there are a lot of instances where there is maybe like a queer teenager or a teenager whose parents have substance abuse problems or something else where other like friends, parents step in and can harbor that kid. You know, like there's a lot of queer teenagers across the country who basically end up homeless. And unless a friend's parent takes them in, they're kind of on their own. And I know that's sort of, I'm, this is sort of a different issue, but yeah. I, I do think there's sort of like, in terms of someone's parents, like making them feel like they can't express themselves. I do think there's like a lot of red flags here in terms of like just going in there and being like, Hey, guess what your kid's doing? Like, yeah, well, there's a lot of variables in here that we don't have that would dramatically change this. But I, you know, like, it's like, what, are they, are they freshmen? And like, but I don't, what are like, these parents I like? I generally Bryn don't know. think like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily good for kids to keep secrets, but I also think like the type of parents who are like, creating sort of like a fear-based parenting scenario it it will cause kids to have more secrets so right. so if you then become like this per this kid's parents are telling them they can't do this thing and you decide to play into that there's now two, like two sets of parents here who these kids feel like they have to sneak around from and no home where they're telling the truth about what's going on in their lives well, potentially that's the conversation i want to have with this kid's parents to be like i don't want you our can't change this kid's parents you, well it depends again we, we, we would probably have some sort of read on what kind of parents they were before we talked to them if there's a difference i'm 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 picturing uh parents that are on the reasonable side and are just maybe a little nervous and if i believe in honesty and if I could have a, a dialogue with those parents to be like, hey, I don't want our kids <laughs> to be hiding from all of us. I would much rather they be where we can see them. And if we can set some guidelines that make you comfortable that we're all on the same page about, that would be a compromise I think would be better for people so they're not going off and maybe, because I agree that like, you you don't date and I'm not gonna explain why and I'm not gonna talk about sex yeah. creates I mean, big problems. I th I think I don't think that's the worst idea like tr you know but I also think like you need to take the temperature of these parents before yes. you just like fling 100%. this at them um, for, I'm really being reminded of the movie Bend It Like Beckham where <laughs> the main character is not allowed to play soccer by her parents and uh, people do step in and tell the parents how good she is at soccer yeah we're talking and Billy Elliot <laughs> It is, it is actually a lot like Billy Elliot too. Two movies I've watched recently for some reason. Um, <laughs> because they're good movies. Because they're good movies. And you know what I might do is I might, <laughs> again, depending on the context, I might call up the the parents and say like, "Hi, uh, I'm I'm Bryn's dad, and uh, I talked to him recently, and he uh, would really like to have 
whoever this is over in order <laughs> to call you and to hear what your feelings are about it. Yeah. Not I would not come at it with a like, hey, I don't think you should do what you're doing because you're going to harden somebody's Yeah. Point of view. But I, I, I have to say, like, the the arc of the movie Bennett Lake Beckham and B- Billy Elliot, those are not necessarily realistic expectations to have in terms of people with strict rules for their kids. Yeah. But the only way the only way uh, to change somebody's mind is to try to meet them where they are first and try to understand where their concerns are coming from and acknowledge those where you can before you try to go change your mind. Because if you come in going, we have a big problem. People, you know, most people, people don't change, especially if that's your introduction to them. Okay, let's say they are, um, uh, we find out they're uh, murderers, they're assassins. I don't know what your point is here. Uh, how would that change? <laughs> you know what? Let's not say they're assassins. Okay, so it's a little bit like the TV show The Americans, and we find yes. out that they're undercover operatives. I would say I'm they're not. I'm probably not going to try to engage with them much. Yeah, I don't want to. Die. I that might I might they'll tell Bryn you're not allowed to date that person. As usual, this would you knows has turned into another hypothetical movie scenario for our lives. Um <laughs> where we are now uh harboring our son and his teen lover so uh, against for, Russian for the, operatives. For the next few would you knows, I want people just to send in the plot of your favorite movie <laughs> and plug in Bryn or Maven and ask us what we would do. And if we're other characters in the yeah, movie, you I cast do, it. I would love to answer a hypothetical if like E.T. happens to us. Um, <laughs> or it's like, okay, the movie's E.T. Bryn is E.T. He is hiding an alien oh, he's Elliot. in his room. Ooh, that's actually a good I like scenario. how your version of it, he is E.T. That was your hypothetical. <laughs> that's the harder, like, it's a harder Your son is on another planet somewhere. You don't know where he is until he phones home at the very end of the movie. What do you do? <laughs> Your E.T.'s mom just wondering why he hasn't phoned home. Really <laughs> in my like, mind. I, I guess was, I would just be like, God, I hope he phones home soon. What did I buy him that expensive phone for, if not to phone home? Weirdly in my mind, though, when I... Why isn't he using that glowing <laughs> finger? I wish he would just call me. He's going to have to take apart a bunch of electronics from some boy's room and repurpose it into a homing device. I hope he's getting enough snacks. Sorry, spoiler alert for E.T. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules 
a day. Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Need an easy button to feed your baby? Baby Bretza's Formula Pro Advanced makes a perfectly mixed warm formula bottle automatically at the push of a button. No air bubbles, no fuss. Literally, choose your temp, select your ounces, push start, and you're done. Works with virtually all formulas and bottles. Say goodbye to the 3 a.m. feeding chaos and hello to this revolutionary stress-free solution. Raising a baby is hard enough. Let Baby Bretza make feeding a breeze. Get your Formula Pro Advanced at babybretza.com. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And now it's time for Listeners Want to Knows. This is where we read some listener mail. Uh, this email comes to us from Mike. Subject line, Do's They's Remembers. Hey, you two. Love the show. Helps me laugh about my life and household alongside you guys. Have either of your kids randomly brought up remembering being in the womb? I've heard of this, but had never experienced it until last week. My wife told me our middle child, who is four, came to her out of the blue and said, Mommy, I miss being in your tummy. My wife jokingly asked her what she remembered about being in there. She said, Yeah, I, I remember as I was warm, I was sleeping, and I ate, and then one day there was a light, and I went through a hole, and then I saw Daddy. Shocked emoji face. Not once have we talked about the miracle of life, nor would she have known anything about the process. I legitimately think she remembers this. Wondering if you have any experience, if you've experienced this yet, or have heard any other stories. Take care, you guys. Have a great day. Mike, whose signature says he's a firefighter paramedic. Um, so our kids haven't done this, but I have heard of other kids saying very similar things. And I believe it's true i do think it's a testament to how amazing it must feel to be in a womb like just the best um i want to go in a sensory deprivation pool because i feel like that's that would be that my friend just did that this week she went in a float tank Um, rave review or what she loved it she said she went for the first time and she was scheduling it online she was like i guess i'll do the maximum time which is like two hours and then she got there and she was like do you guys like? Do you guys think that's a lot for a first timer in terms of time? And they were like, "Yeah, it might be a lot, but you can always step out early." And then she said she got in, completely lost track of time, and then it was over. <laughs> and I was like, "It sounds so nice." It's like the water is that's very. That's your ultimate dream. It is. I can't believe you've never done it. 
I now that it, I think about it. Well, now that she's done it, I guess I need to find one near here because it sounds great. The water is incredibly salty, which, as you know, I'm currently addicted to taking salt baths. Yeah, um, I get these packages downstairs. Like it seems like every week, I, <laughs> I try to go to pick it up. I'm like, oh, this weighs nine well, trillion pounds. Salt, salt, like pulls energy and things out of your body and it's a very good way to cleanse yourself of of stress and everything um um do you want to hear my probably fairly predictable reaction to this sure this is different you know it's not like you know if you say past lives and stuff i'm gonna i'm i'm i don't subscribe uh but this i'm like i i would I'm skeptical, but I would not say no way. There's no way that's true. I think it's okay. But so, but let me finish. I'd say I'm totally open to the idea that like that's that's possible. Maybe um, I think an alternate explanation. This child is not the youngest. They have an older sibling. They're four years old. Bryn is four. He's heard more things than. We're able to witness. But why would they say it was very warm? Because if you imagine, that's how that's how you imagine it being. So that that to me is well, okay. It's not in the. It's not a stretch to imagine there is a version where a kid imagines what that would be like and says that. And I'm not saying that is what happened here, but I think that is in my mind. I would lean towards that as more probable than actually remembering it, but I would not say that it definitely is. Okay, so here's here's the thing for me. There, a big part of why I believe in the afterlife and past lives and these sort of things is because I have I years ago started reading these books by Brian Weiss, who is a doctor who started hypnotizing people to try to process past traumas from their current lifetime, and in the process of hypnotizing them, he would he would tell them to go back to the time period where the trauma occurred. And what he started to happen over the course of all of these hypno- hypnotherapy sessions is that people would start to recall things that couldn't possibly have been from this lifetime. And then he noticed that in a lot of the regressions, they started remembering being in the womb and being born or dying in a past life. And so that sort of like remembering being in the womb is a very common thing in those books and uh, and different regressions. And so I don't I, it just makes sense to me in terms of, and he he is among a number of people I know of in this sort of like spiritual realm who started out as psychiatrists or people with more science-based, educations who stumbled upon these things and then were sort of like won over by an overwhelming amount of evidence. Um, And so I'm not saying it's obviously we're never going to have proof, but I do think there's a lot of people looking into these things who are not total idiots. um, This reminds me of a study I read about in college about sort of the repressed memories and like the hypnotizing people to to pull out these memories that have been lost about usually related to trauma or abuse. And it was, it got a lot of buzz for a long time. And then it started to be unpacked and realizing that so many of them ended up being, these people were like, I had lost this memory and, and, and you unpacked it. And I didn't know it was in there. And they ended up just being 
bullshit, not real memories. Well, they're planning these ideas and create. I, I do think there's a degree of that. I understand some people have had those experiences. Happen. And I do think that there are practitioners of this who are more shady and are being much more suggestive with this, especially like I know there there are cases of uh, people being prosecuted for pedophilia based on this stuff with people who were d- doing this sort of thing with children yeah. and doing suggestive making suggestive references to the children that sort of led the children to creating these stories. Yeah. I understand that. I lean towards that explanation. But I don't think that's always the case. And I don't think, I don't, I think it's so easy to say that that's like what all of this is. And like, I will say when I have done a past life regression, I feel like the experience I had, I was like, well, I'll never know if this is real or not. But in terms of a metaphor for the current issues in my life, it's a pretty apt metaphor. And that's it where I is get helping me process that. And I'm okay with that. So I don't yeah. really like It doesn't need to be real. It's not it like I'm helpful. going out there and trying to prosecute someone. I'm just yeah. trying to process my own emotions. And I don't know. I I just think in the case of the research that Brian Weiss and other people who study this have done, they have had with so many different people, they've seen so many common themes and experiences that it just seems odd that they would have been made up. And in a lot of cases, there's examples of this where they have been able to verify with historical data things that back up the experiences of people and little kids who are talking about their past lives. Like there have been little kids who have been talking about their past lives and they then find out that like the sister of this person they were in their past life is still alive and she's like 85 years old. And then the kid goes and meets that person and it's like it, they just know things about that person's life. Um, Well, I don't believe in any of those things, but <laughs> I, uh, I do, I have found my, my peace and respect for well, what you're talking about for, earlier in terms any, of like, for any listeners who aren't like you and aren't just going to try to shut down any, uh, hopeful belief that they encounter. There are videos on this online of different kids who have experienced this and I think they're pretty interesting. Uh, um, I love you and, <laughs> um, and I respect your beliefs even, even if I, if, even if they're not mine. So thank you, Mike, um, for writing in, and thank you, uh, uh, Beth, <laughs> for being you. Uh, uh, boom! Segment over. This has been another episode of We Knows Parenting. Again, our live show in Brooklyn is coming up so soon, Tuesday, April twenty third at uh, Littlefield in Brooklyn, go to our website, weknowsparenting.com, click on live appearances, where you can find a link to uh, tickets. We would love to see you. Chuck Bryant, Abby Crutchfeld, <laughs> Ophira Eisenberg, they'll be there, you know, you stay, come meet us, talk to us, we're gonna have drinks, hang out, it's gonna be awesome. What else, Beth? If you would like to submit a question, share a story, or suggest a parenting hypothetical for a Would You Know segment, you can email us at weknowspod at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 347-384-7396. And now I'm going to go pick up our kids from daycare. Also find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Pod. Yeah, do that, baby. Bye, bye, bye.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.